Welcome, everybody, to Brewskies and House Keys. My name is Nick Papantanakis. And I am Nicole Kostelecki. We're with REMAX Alliance in Old Town, Arvada, and uh, we're here to hang out with you again. We're back. We're back in action. Um, today, we're definitely jumping in on the, uh, the April statistics. They're in. We get to kind of see how the housing market's been um, from the last month. Um, so that'll be our topic for today. We'll kind of dive deep on some aspects of that, but I think we need to just figure out what has gone on this past week. What were you up to this last weekend? Yeah, well, we had Remax. We put on a big balloon event, hot air balloon event in a park, and it was super awesome. Brought our clients and friends and family, and everyone got to go on little hot air balloon rides. The emblem of the company was live and in person. And we yes. got to have, there were two balloons. It was mm-hmm. awesome. And it got cut short by the wind and the weather a little bit, but it was absolutely incredible. It's so much fun. Like, it sounds silly, but I mean, it was like every kids of all ages, including adults, were. I went up in it. Did so you I, go I up went in up, it? I think I went up. No, I didn't go up twice. My daughter went up twice. I went up once. Really? But it was a blast. It was so much fun. And everybody had a great time, I think. so. Did you see when the wind was blowing them over, though? It was pretty funny. I would not have wanted to be in the basket at that time. They were on the ground. Don't worry. They were on yes, the ground. They were tethered. While the wind was blowing, so you know the wind picked up and the balloon starts kind of wobbling, but the basket stayed stationary. Yeah. But I would not have wanted to be in that basket. I, with that. <laughs> I said I wanted to be in it. <laughs> like my parents. The roller were there. coaster ride. Like, oh, okay, that sounds like fun. The thrill seeker that Nicole is. There we go. Yeah. How about Mother's Day? Was that good? It was a wonderful day. I have learned something about Mother's Day. Uh, my wife is a mother. I have a mother. My sister's a mother. Uh, there's a common thread for Mother's Day. Yard work. Yard work has to happen on Mother's Day, I figured out. I talked to everyone I talked to did yard work for their moms or their wife or something like that. And I then don't think food. I did it. Well, there you go. So maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm nuts. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Yeah. But then there was a lot of food too, so it was fun. And I think my wife, my wife felt celebrated definitely and my mom was, um, was Happy. really pumped to be around family. Yeah. So Good. how about you? Same. Just hung out with the family. No yard work, but... You know, me and all my sisters got together at my parents' house, and it was very fun. All of your sisters, meaning 14? Five. five. Okay, sorry. Just... <laughs> all five of them. There's, there's lots of yeah. Costaleckis out there. Yes. That's absolutely Indeed. true. Uh, Mother's Day was fun. Balloon event was fun. And it wouldn't be brewskis and housekeys if we weren't also enjoying drinking. a little something. So what is it that you're drinking today? So we are drinking, well, I'm drinking New Image, the moped beer. It's a... Blood orange whip beer. Ooh. Very delicious. So what do you know what a whip beer is? I don't know what a whip beer is. It's kind of like a Saison slash wheat beer is kind of what it tastes like. It has beer in it, so it I like it. Beer. I know that. I know <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. But kind of like a clovery taste. Okay. And what else is in there? I mean, kind of orangey, blood orangey. Yeah. So, yeah. So the blood orange goes well with it. I've never had that one. I've been, Mm -hmm. so New Image is another local Arvada brewery. I've been there, and I've had this one that I'm drinking, which is their New Zealand IPA. So it's it's called Coriolis Effect. Really, really tasty stuff. And it's kind of a hazier IPA, as you can maybe see on camera here. But um, that's kind of one of the only ones I've ever had. It's like, I don't, it's not broken, so I don't try to fix it kind of thing. But I should embark. I should branch out a little bit on their beers, because... That one looks pretty darn good, too. Yeah. We both like IPAs, though, so. It's hard not to, it. you know, just go back. Yeah, but this one's delicious. And New Image, that's here in Old Town, Arvada as well, just like we are. Um, they have a couple locations. The one over here is just walking distance. 
Super cool. And that's the tap room. They've got a kitchen. So they've yep. got food. But then where they make the beer was just this unlabeled site in Wheat Ridge for a long time. And they recently, yeah. um, I think I texted you that like you did. three months ago. I was like, did you know that Wheat Ridge now has a new image? I think that site that they did for the, the packaging and the brewing is now also a tap, a tap room. room. So mm-hmm. second location, which is great. That means they are booming, which I think they are. So it's good yeah. stuff. Go check them out. Absolutely. So let's dive into some April stats. Yes. You want to climb in with some numbers? Yeah. So I'll kind of get started as far as um, average price and medium price. I mean, you know, you can look at the average price, but at the same time, sometimes those numbers can be a little bit skewed if you have a $25 million home. So I like to look at the medium price. So as far as full-on residential in the Denver metro area, the average price was $624,000. Um, and then for a detached home, so a single-family home, you know, standalone, it was the or the median price was six hundred and eighty-four thousand. So when you say you know the average price gets skewed by those twenty-five million-dollar homes, you're saying that Russell Wilson's purchase may have skewed those numbers. I am indeed that the twenty-five million-dollar home that he bought. That makes sense. That's exactly that's the one you were right? talking. Right there it is. So there you go. And then as far as attached homes, so like townhomes. Um, apartments, uh, homes like that, the median price for that was 440000 um, So that's just for March, just so you guys kind of know. And then, so it's kind of good to look at how much it has increased month over month. So for April, it increased 3.81% from March prices. And I'm looking at the numbers as far as all residential homes, so both attached and detached. And then if you look at March, the increase from February to March was a 4.8% increase. So it was higher. Right. Okay. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's still increasing, but not quite as much. Right. It's almost trending down a little bit. Exactly. Especially compared to February. So January to February, which was a whopping increase of 6.5%. So in general, I mean, because I think that was a big thing, right? Right. Through 20... you know, most of 2020, definitely through 21, seeing that rapid increase. That's all people could talk about was home prices are skyrocketing. And now we're starting to see this normalizing a little bit of those prices, maybe. Um, not necessarily a perfect storm, but um, yeah, watching them not increase by as much is it's maybe good. a silver lining. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Yeah, definitely. I think so. That ding you heard, by the way, was uh, the Apple Watch of our uh, managing broker who's observing today. So um, if you heard that, let him know that you heard that in the comments, please. That would be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, de- no, I, that, that's I distracted okay. myself with that. So anyways, okay, so what? So just in general, so numbers, I mean, those are kind of talking about prices and whatnot. But when you kind of dive in and see a little bit more of the statistics, what are you seeing, Nick, as far as like days on market, how, inventory, you know, Inventory is one of those magic words. That's a great one to bring up. That's one of those magic words that everybody, even if you weren't in the market for real estate, buy, sell, whatever, you heard that word over the last six six to 12 months. Supply and demand, right? And it was like, oh, inventory's at an all-time low. Inventory's at an all-time low. Numbers are still very low in the world of inventory in general. Uh, You know, the average days on MLS for for a listing is, was it eight days? That's still remarkably fast. You know, having something stick around for a little over a week, it may seem long to some people where they're like, it didn't sell in two days. 
true. But, you know, an average of eight days is still really, really fast. It is because the balance market's about six months. Exactly. Right. So that's, that's a perfect perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, but active listings, I mean, I want to talk about this because you had um, end of March, active listings were at 2,221. End of April, they were up to 3,204. So they increased by 1,000 homes. Now that's 44%. That's a lot month over month. But in reality, 1,000 homes isn't much, not given the, the buyer pool that exists in the Denver metro area and has existed in the Denver metro area. You know, the average by the way, from March to April is an increase of about 8.5% uh, in active listings. As opposed And then 44% right. is what we had this year, which sounds catastrophic, but it's it's really 1,000. A, a I mean, that's, homes, that's, right. that's not much. So, um, And, then and if you that's, look, your, that's like the month-end homes, right? The active listings right. right at month-end. Right, yeah. So if you they pull the numbers on the very last day of March, very last day of April, yep. and so that's kind of how we compare. And then if you look back historically at, at April 21, so a year ago, the, the number of active listings, you know, that that number that we have, that 3,204 at the end of April this year, is a 23.5% increase. They were, they were shy of 2,500 homes on the right. market active yeah. at the end of April last year. So it's gotten slightly better, which is nice as far as number of homes in inventory, but it's all relative. So... I mean, it makes it tough. There's hope. You're saying there's a chance. There's, I, absolutely. <laughs> there is a silver lining to every single yeah. cloud. Um, the, other, the other pieces of the puzzle that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, 6,881 6, new listings last month. So if we ended up with 3,204 at the end of the month, what does that mean? It means that we sold through that inventory almost all the way through. I mean, I think the stat we pulled at our sales meeting that we had this last month was it was like 0.44 uh, pull through for that. So, I mean, you're talking that there's less than half of a month of inventory out there at the end. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then the other thing that ties in with inventory, which is kind of interesting is how fast are homes selling? Well, the average number of showings per listing back towards like Super Bowl weekend was about 20, what was that number? 25 and a half, 25.6 showings per listing on, around for Super a weekend. Bowl weekend. Yeah. Okay. On that Super Bowl weekend. Fast forward to Easter weekend, not that much further. You're talking nine listings per property. Or I'm sorry, showings per property. Yeah. So we're talking a dramatic decrease in buyer traffic just going out and seeing properties. So there's behavioral change that's happening. Why do you think that is? I think we should get into that. I think we should (laughs) climb right into that. I mean, you know, the the reality is that, you know, interest rates climbing, they're right, they're hovering right around that 5%, maybe a little over right now, Mark. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at, that affecting things. You also see home prices that have increased. You can't have both go up without that buyer pool thinning out a little bit because some of those people will naturally, you know, fall off. And a lot of the people that are affected, and we've talked to our managing broker about this, is is those people that are kind of they're not the first time home buyers, they're the move up home buyers. So they've already purchased and they want to sell and then move up to like a, an upgraded right. home. And it's gonna cost them so much more money to borrow that money because those rates are higher. And the prices are increased too. So it kind of elevates and makes it a harder realm to play in for some of those buyers. So it just thins out that pool. And so you see fewer showings. You just see less traffic. So so all of that aside, those are all the stats. That's all the, the market info. We want to talk about how that affects buyers and how that affects sellers. So Nicole, what does this mean for, for buyers in this market right now? Yeah. So, I mean, in general, you know, like we were saying, supply and demand. So as in... Interest rates are rising. 
um, and we're seeing more inventory hit, obviously, I think the market's gonna, the demand is gonna start to slow a little bit. Not like crazy amounts, but you are seeing that. Um, so it's a good time to be able to go out and see properties just because some of the buyer pool is dropping, which you can see in the showings, the amount of showings that you have on each property. So with those going down to like on average 10 per weekend per listing, you're up against less people. So it's a good thing to kind of go out there and pay attention to. Um, and this kind of shows you that there's still opportunities for buyers. I think that's right. a big deal. And, and what's funny is with all that going on, one of the stats that we saw too is that Denver is the fifth most desirable city to move to in the nation. Hasn't it been on that list for way too long? <laughs> it has, but I mean, with everything else going on, prices and interest rates and all that, yeah, still living yep. in that same realm. So that's, I mean, that buyer pool isn't necessarily thinning in number, it's thinning in accessibility to funds, I think. Yeah. It's probably a big part of it. Yeah, that's true. And well, and another thing that's very important for buyers to look at is to make sure, you know, you have an agent that's paying attention, right? Making sure that these houses that you're going to look at, okay, do I really need to offer this much over? Because on average last month, it was 107% over list price is what it ended up selling for. So it's about 7, so 7% over list price is what they closed at. So like a home is on the market for 600000 right. and it sells for... 647 There you go. Right. So, I mean, that's... And I think... Now they're conditioned for that. Right. Right? Right. So, so you got to pay attention. Yeah. Make sure that if there is an opportunity where there's no other offers on the table, well, do you really need to go that high? Probably not. Do your homework. Yes. Exactly. Good agent does their homework. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So how about on the sell side? How, what do you think that means for sellers, Nick? It's similar in the fact that I think, you know, the agent has to pay attention and do their research. When you're getting ready, we talked about getting ready to sell your home on the last episode. And, and you know, if you're getting ready to list your home, part of what you have to figure out is what is that list price? You don't necessarily need to be super safe and conservative, but you want to be doing more research to make sure you're dialing that number in a lot closer. Mm-hmm. You can't just kind of throw a number out there and know, well, we're going to get 20% over list anyway, so it's fine. Right. That's not the case now. So knowing what you talked about with, you know, on the buy side, it's got to be a little bit more careful with with what you're doing on the pricing. And that ultimately comes down to that agent and that seller deciding on what that number is. Ultimately, the decision of the seller yes. with the with the guidance, right, of the agent. Right. So that's that's one thing I would say I would point out for, for folks looking to sell in this market. Um, on top of that, you know, I don't I don't know that I see the the buyer pool, you know, dramatically increasing with accessible cash. So it's it's probably better to get in the game if you're looking to sell sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's every one situation is different and unique. But if you are confident that you're ready to sell, it's good to get out there. And it's good to get out there soon so you can capitalize on the buyers that are still out there. That maybe are unaware of the market shift. Or like like right? we talked about earlier too, before long before we were recording, we talked about the fact that there are still going to be areas that, you know, we quote are on fire that like get multiple mm-hmm. offers and all that mm-hmm. stuff. There may be areas that are complete crickets, you know? So making sure that you get out there soon and see what your area is doing and work with your agent on that so that they know, they know what they're getting into and don't have an unfair expectation going into it. I think that's a big part of it. 
Um, and then just, you know, keeping an eye and keeping in touch with your agent as a seller too, knowing that things may continue if, as interest rates rise and as prices go up, that there will take time for incomes to catch up on, you know, in, in general. And so that may lead us more towards, dare I say, a little bit more of a balanced market. Yeah. Now, it's, so. it's definitely still a seller's market right now. I mean, there's still plenty of opportunity for sellers to, to get top dollar, if not a little bit more than top dollar for their homes. Um, but, you know, it's it's still, you know, worth it to do that homework. Have your agent do that homework. Make sure they work hard for you on that front and then know what they're getting you into at that time. And, and I think, um, you know, we may see some balance come in the coming six to 12 months, right. which would be lovely. So it's my advice to the sellers. Yeah, very good. So I guess, uh, you know, just kind of end with there's some listings out there that are getting three to four offers compared to what what did it used to be, like 10? Sifting through 25 <laughs> yeah, offers and yeah, having yeah, to cut yeah. it off and all that. So it's much better. And then what about your um, deal you got under contract? So that this was, yesterday. okay, this was a first for me. And it sounds silly to say that, but because the market's been so wackadoo for so long. This was interesting. There was, uh, got through the weekend, had a buyer, didn't see any properties. Then on Monday, buyer wanted to go see one property. We saw one property. We called the agent. There were no offers on that property on Monday afternoon. So we wrote an offer at list price. You did hear that right. (laughs) And called the agent, said we sent it over. A couple hours later, we had signatures on it. We're under contract at at list price. And... And my buyer's thrilled. She's she's through the through the roof because there were no offers on a Monday afternoon. Now you backtrack to that Easter weekend, or I'm sorry, the Super Bowl weekend. There were there were twenty offers on that place. Right. Who knows how much over list? So a huge win. Loved that. Congrats, as far as, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm stoked for her. You and she's, your buyer. Yeah. She's pumped and first time home buyer, so it's going to be amazing. Um, but you know, it's it's. We're seeing more of that. You know, I had I had another buyer that I was out showing uh, eight or nine properties to. She, you know, didn't end up putting an offer in any one of those. A couple of those agents reached out to me directly, said, yep. hey, is your buyer interested? We have no offers on Monday. So it's 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 happening. So it's it's good to awesome. see that. It's good to see that going on for them. And then I mean, sell side too, it's you know, it's it's definitely the opposite yeah. effect a little bit, you know, with um, it depends, right? Yeah, so yeah. it totally depends. So that's why you got to pay attention, situational awareness, see what house you know you're offering on, see what house you're selling, making sure it's it's everything's up to par. So, and that's yeah. where that's where a good agent comes into play. So. Yeah. Well, that's our market update uh, for April of 2022, and. Many thanks to my partner, Nicole. Many thanks to New Image Brewing for their delicious beers. Yep. Go check them out Please. either in Wheat Ridge or Arvada. Please go check They're them great. out. Say hi to us. You might see us there. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>